My name is Nadia Fleury, I am a life strategist, and today's topic is my entrepreneurial mistakes. Why I decide today to share with you my mistakes is that I will not be uh, doing a favor to you if I did not showcase the pitfalls that happens along the way as an entrepreneur. After all, the, the key to social media is to share our journey and so that it actually shorten your cycle of having to learn is that's why we're going to school and we're learning from from others who've done it and that's why many books are written so in my case several mistakes i've done uh, the first one is to actually quit my high paying corporate job my security job cold turkey I had this idea of the skincare since 2006. We incorporated in 2008 and it was 2012 and we were still not doing anything about it because I was going at it from uh, working on the weekend and once in a while when I have time. I knew that I wanted to do that more full time and I could never find the right moment. And one day I decided, like, just cold turkey. That's it. I came home and I said, by the way, I left my job. And uh, yes, the household became a little bit more frantic. as like, what? What have you done? And I'm like, no, I'm not going back. And, and I remember my husband saying, go back. Go and ask for your job back. And I said, no, I'm not. I don't think this is a mistake. I'm just saying this is what I did and it's perhaps not the best way of doing it. For me, I don't have any regrets. One of the things that I've read in many books that are, is really important to understand the, the depth of what I'm going to say here is that you grow when you, when you struggle and you break through. The ability to see that any pitfall that you go through, any heartache, any problem that you, you're challenged, when you actually see the silver lining behind it, that is the gift. That is when you're suddenly like, ah, oh, this is why I had to do this. Like when I left a corporate job to work on the skincare, I did not know where to start. I'm like, suddenly I'm like, I have 40 hours a week myself and I started with creating a business plan or at least to get a sense of where the market is going that actually was a plus um, so that that is actually a good thing that I've done that except that I didn't quite listen to myself because I went with what I needed as in supposed to looking at what the market was saying the market was saying moisturizer is the thing that people all everybody's looking for moisturizer it's a very uh, high SEO word, it's a very buzzword, and I mean, let's face it, everybody could do with their moisturizer, so that's a lot of people to satisfy. The thing is that I was dealing with oily skin, and it's not the moisturizer that was causing me a problem, it was to deal with my oily skin and the shininess and how my makeup was not staying on my face that long. That's when I created the, the primer. but hear me out because there's a lot of learning along the way. Not seeking counsel advice early cause problem. Okay, so there I am working on my problem, not on what I read on my business plan. So I'm not working on a moisturizer, I'm working on a, what I would call a treatment cream. 
The thing is, I did not know the word treatment belongs in the OTC category, meaning that it's over-the-counter, which is a drug that you can get without prescription. So my marketing, everything was around a treatment product or spot treatment. Like sometimes you get shiny, but just here or there. And so I decided, okay, this is going to be my, my spot treatment for shiny face. Only to realize way later when I actually had ordered the product, I already had 95% of the marketing written. Only to realize that the word treatment belongs in the category of uh, OTC product and I could not use that. And it literally floored me because uh, it's only at the time that I went to a regulatory affair uh, company that represented the law and then they told me that a lot of my language that I was using on my website, on my marketing, the way I was planning on launching it, I could no longer do it the way I had in intended it. I felt lost, literally, like um, I knew I was going to get inventory and I was so frantic at figuring myself out and how am I going to print the box that will uh, match the new language. And so, and the reason why I didn't seek that, that counseling uh, person before is because I was trying to save money. So that's another mistake is often time is we, we, we do things halfway good, halfway not good, just because we want to save money. We can say that I did save money in some ways along the way. The thing is that it took me longer. I mean, there's value in shortening your cycle of learning. And that's why we go to school or this, this is why some people hire mentors because they want to get ahead faster. The trade-off is money. So in this case, because I had quit my job, as I said earlier overnight, I did not have the bandwidth to, to hire you know, expensive experts. So that is one mistake. However, I've learned a lot from this. It took me two years to come around from that mistake. This is a long time to wait. And the silver lining of that is what I had to go through the journey. That's when I realized that entrepreneurship has nothing to do with the thing you want to sell. It has everything to do with who you become, your value, what you stand for, what you're willing to stand against. Like in my case, I was not uh, okay with lying or deceiving the public. That's why when this lady told me that I, my message was not congruent, I had two choices. I could actually say, ah, what the heck, I'm going to wing it. I'm just going to go with that. But I chose, no, I want to follow the, the rules. I want to follow the law. My integrity was too high for me to, to create something that is deceiving. Just like when I formulated, I was coming from a place of, well, I'm the one who needs the product, right? So when the, the skincare ingredient supplier would say, well, in order for this ingredient to work, you need to use like this amount, like um, 2% or 1% or whatever it is, the quantity they say that it works at. That is one ingredient, and, but I was looking at maybe 20 ingredients and then I narrowed them down. And then eventually I had a, quite a bit of ingredient and I wanted to use them all at the required dosage. 
only to realize when I got to the contract manufacturer that in doing that, it costs a lot more to manufacture. I mean, there are some ingredients that cost over $1,000 a kilo. So, I mean, these are potent quality ingredients. And I'm like, but I want this in my formula. And so it's okay, you want this in your formula. But then it's a struggle with how am I going to market this? Because you see, there's a reason as to uh, oftentimes the big expert, like uh, the big L'Oreal house or the Gucci ranker, they don't manufacture for what you want. They manufacture for the budget, you know, like they're looking, okay, we're going to sell it at this price and we're going to manufacture at this price and we're going to make this much profit in between. And well, I did it because I wanted to help my skin. So I was going, not going to cut corners on the ingredients. Like I didn't care about the price, which in business you have to care about the price. But for me as a girl that, I, I mean, I didn't want to create a product. Okay, this is my lab sample just for me and I will just give you half for you. I couldn't think like that. So is it a mistake or is it uh, being, being conscious? I'm not sure. It's really up to you to decide. I'm just saying that for me, it, that's why it took me longer than many other skincare to make it out there because I was doing it um, with so much high integrity and putting very high quality ingredients. Now, another thing that I learned along the way is that in this case, because I was in, at home and with my husband, I would rely on him often time to, to ask his opinion. At one point I realized, okay, there's a problem here because I was using him as my sounding board. The thing is that my husband is my husband, not my sounding board, not my mentor, and not my coach when I'm struggling with my own mindset. And that created so much friction in the household because he would give me his opinion. And that was the thing. It was an opinion. And I would take it as, well, I would assess because I did my, some of my homework and then I'm using him as my sounding board and I ask him. The more I heard him talking, the more I realized that he doesn't know what he's talking about. And so that created so much drama. First, because he felt insulted that I was not listening to his advice. Second, as time progressed, well, I know this is kind of sad to say, but this is really what happened. As much as I would look up to him, I stopped to doubting his ability to, to come up with solution. Over time, it was like, I did not want to go to him to ask him for anything and then, it, then he felt isolated. Like he says, you're not sharing anything anymore. Well, I had many reasons as to why I was not sharing anything because he had told me that we couldn't afford to ask for experts. And so I was, at that point I realized I need experts. I was hiring experts and pay these guys on credit card, but I would not tell him about these expenses. And so because I was getting the right information from the experts, I did not need to ask him the same question as before. So he could see that I'm not communicating with him 
and at the same time I'm ranking a bill that he's not seeing. Over time it, it backfired on me, of course, because eventually I had to tell him about that. And again, that is, um, it's part of the journey of being an entrepreneur. And I found out at that point that we were not suited as, as business partner. That is another critical aspect in business is who is in the bus, who sits where in the bus, and who does not belong in the bus. And it's really sad when you have to tell your husband that he doesn't belong in the bus. And the reason why I did that was to allow for the brand to grow. Because at one point I realized, as I was learning to, I was learning about myself, I was, so at that point I had, I was starting to hire very um, expensive coaches that would actually get me out of hiding and get me being able to just like, being able to chat with you right now in this video. I mean, this doesn't happen overnight. It took me a long time to get into this space. I realized that there is a sabotage pattern going on in the household. And the sabotage pattern came in a form of um, when I'm trying to be successful, some stuff would come up. And it's interesting because the dialogue, I started paying attention to the, the language, the words chosen. Like oftentimes, this is so sad to say, but it really happened to me. The whole year of 2017, I heard it at least once a week, and if it's maybe more than that, it would be along the lines of the way you're going with your business, you're going to be bankrupt in six months. And this is really sad when your husband is telling you this, as in supposed to supporting in one way or another, or we will find a way, you know, as long as we have each other. All these things that are important, because at the end of the day, it's not about the money or what you, how much you sell. At the end of the day, it's about happiness and loving one another. We were tearing each other apart, as in supposed to helping this business growing. And I was working with experts that it was so beautiful to watch them because they, they were together, husband and wife. Oh, you could tell that there was a very nice dynamic between business partners. In my case, we were like literally like butting heads like and in the end I had to say I love you however you've got to get out of the bus so challenging to do uh, another mistake that I've done and that I think that's the most painful one I think is ordering the inventory too soon and the reason why I ordered the inventory was because I had quit my job and my aim was to build a world-class brand, not putting something in a container and sell it. I, I, wanted, I was really doing the, the grassroots, starting like really understanding what the, the brand stands for and all these things, but that takes time to, to build. My husband at the time was like, we need to pay the bills and therefore we need to put something in a container and so that we can sell it. And so when I did follow his idea that, okay, let's rush something, let's rush the manufacturing process. In doing so, so, and like, you know, so the inventory is in, in, in my hands and now I have to do something about it. And as I mentioned earlier, I had lost my language, so I did not know how to promote it anymore. But ordering it too soon, 
in the name of making a sale. That is the, the mistake that I did here. However, looking back now, if I hadn't done that mistake, if I hadn't created inventory, I would not be where I am today. Because it's the inventory itself that pushed me to keep asking questions. If I did not have the inventory, I would have given up when there was no longer any money in the bank account. Instead of trying to figure out how to put some more money in the bank account. All these things, what keeps me whole and, and knowing that there's a better future is I have this inventory and I've got to do something about it. And if I don't do something about it, that brand is going to die. And the thing is, I know there's two sides to this. I know there, there are people who say, don't fall in love with your brand. Just like don't fall in love with the real estate that you're going to buy for business, right? I get that. But as a business owner, there is no such things as not falling in love with your, your creation. To walk away, to, especially when it's in its infancy. Now, mind you, I have still a business mind. I'm building the business, always thinking in my mind that one day it can be sold. So I'm building it from this place. And that's a reason why I did not call it my name. I call it Avessence because I can sell a brand. I did not want to sell my name. I don't want, like Michael Kors, his name doesn't belong to him anymore. It belongs to Estee Lauder. In some ways, I did do some thinking. I'm allowed to be in love with my brand because that's what is, is creating future possibilities that I'm not letting it go. Having this burning desire to make it happen no matter what never giving up. This is so important. How many people give up within a year, two years, three years? Well, let me say, I started, and I incorporated in 2008. We're in 2018. And I mean, this is 10 years in the making. And to this day, I'm not giving up. I'm actually like fired up. I'm like, this is the best. It's like finally, Everything starts to make sense. Why did I have to get lost in the emotional intelligence realm? Well, because that's the language that we actually love hearing about. We don't care about product benefit. We care about loving one another. We care about more happiness. We care about self-worth and self-confidence. We care about how we're going to pay our bills tomorrow, but behind the scene is as to why some people may struggle at paying their bill is not so much because of the income. It's what we think about us, about ourselves. The mindset behind anything you do in life, anything, has so much an impact. And if you find yourself dwelling in and self-pity and, and feeling sorry for yourself. There's only one way you can turn this around, and it's to find your burning desire. You see, negativity will attract more negativity. And if you get into that realm of thinking in a negative mode after even a month, like just imagine for a moment you say, oh, I'm so tired today. Well, guess what? In a month from now, you're going to wake up and you're always tired and you wonder why. That's because you keep telling your brain that you're tired 
and it starts believing it. And now it starts acting as if you're tired because you keep saying it. Now, on the other side, you actually may be physically tired. And now the question is, what are you going to do about it? And to shift from this kind of place, from that negative place to that positive place, is to have a burning desire. Because in that point, when you like totally in love with something, your mind is working into that. I have a brother, he loves trucks, like literally like metal, like he finds pieces from different body and he puts it together. He would be driving long distance and he's thinking about his truck that he's going to put together over the weekend. So yes, he has a day job, but his mind is always after something he's going to create. So he doesn't think about all the things he doesn't have. He doesn't think about all the things that nothing to feel sorry about. He's simply thinking about creating something beautiful that he will love. And that is the, the key to the entrepreneurial journey, to do something you love, not because it's easy, but because it's something that every day when you wake up, you're going to want to do more and more of it even when it gets difficult, even when you have to work 60 to 80 hours a week, you're going to want to do it because you love it. If you don't love it, whoever you're working with, your business partners, if there's friction and it, you feel like it's a drag to get to work together, you will soon find more resistance as to getting things done. And that is something else that to find the energy to get going is, is so important. And the best way to do that is to surround yourself with same-minded people that will encourage you to keep on going. My final saying on this topic today, looking for the right people to encourage you and don't be afraid to ask. Don't be afraid to say, you know what, I need help to get from here to there. And why not investing some either time or money so that you can get there quicker? That's the key. After all, there is nobody, nobody in this world that has made it in life, like made it like, like they, they like, let's say financially free made it. And they've done that alone. Nobody is doing it alone. You need a team of some kind because you cannot know every single thing because the business is not just about the product. The business is the product wrap around the service, wrap around the legal side and the, the finance side and all these things together. I mean, I'm not the best at accounting. I'm certainly not the best at knowing where you can save money on taxes. But a tax expert or a CPA is the right person to ask for these things. And if it costs $1,000, but if it saves you $5,000, you see what I mean? So that's when it's the right time to invest. And along the way, one last thing I want to say is just be okay that it's not a perfect journey. Because there is no such thing as perfection. There is no such thing as the perfect thing. Be open to learn and grow. Like for me, the integrity is so important. 
I know because I did not cut corners. I know that I did, I gave my, my all every day. When I hit my pillow at night, I sleep very well because I know I've done the right thing. Even though I'm not where I want to be tomorrow, tomorrow is another day. And I just keep on going one more step each day. And that's what I wish for you. Never give up. Do one more step each day. Again, my name is Nadia Fleury, and thank you so much for watching. I so appreciate you. You have a wonderful day. Bye. If you feel this information could help a friend, please share it. If you have any questions or comments, please reach out at ask at nadiafleury.com.